In the world of Hollywood, movies get greenlit and redlit. They get remade and rebooted. But we are the ideal. I'm Sam Gash. And I'm Mike Bobbitt, and this is Ideal Remake. Today we're talking about Hocus Pocus with the artist who is nice enough to uh, do the podcast art for us, Lindsay. And we finally get to find out how to pronounce your last name, Lindsay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Before you tell us. Oh, you told us already. Oh, shoot. Shoot. I I was going to uh, I was going to get funky and uh, throw like a Y at the beginning. No, wait. Yeah. How do you think it's pronounced? I was going to we've been saying Laris, but I started like the other day thinking it would be Yaris. You're absolutely correct. But (laughs) okay, so it's Puerto Rican. My dad is from Puerto Rico. So it's technically pronounced. I I screwed up, too. Like, I'm not even confident in the pronunciation. It's it's like it's Yaris, like Yaris. Um, And but we've always just said Laris just because I don't know I guess it's easier on my mom who's like who's a who's just white and <laughs> has red hair and glasses so <laughs> so I was like we need to make it easier on her so right Laris for all intents and purposes it's but, sort of like uh, uh the Rooney Mara and her sister whatever her sister's first name is Mara is it Kate Mara and Rooney Mara like they both pronounce their oh, last names. I didn't differently. know they did it differently. That's kind yeah, of crazy. Yeah. And I'm not 100 so, percent certain yeah. who we're talking about. Oh, dragon girl with the dragon tattoo. That's uh, that's okay. Rooney. And then oh, is it Kate Mara? No, I don't know. Yeah, maybe it is Kate Mara. Yeah, girl with the Anyways, dragon tattoo may be right. too scary. For, for oh, okay, <laughs> for good. You were right. I just came up with but that. That's while not driving. how I pronounce it. <laughs> oh, so you go Laris then? Yes. Okay, so <laughs> we've always kind of been we've been right and being wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the important thing is we tried and had a good time. Right. That's now, right. <laughs> you're not originally from California, but you live in LA now. Um, Correct. Yeah, I'm from Chicago. Right. You went to the Art Institute, right? I did or not. Am I, wrong? <laughs> I went to <laughs> I went to Columbia. Uh, oh, okay. Columbia, Colorado. Yeah, it's not the law school. Everybody always is like, or everybody's always really impressed. They're like, "Wow, Columbia, that's amazing!" And I'm like, "No, it was a liberal arts school in Chicago." Which Nothing is... wrong with a liberal arts right. school. <laughs> so tell us about uh, your history with the movie Hocus Pocus. Okay. So and a, do you like the movie Hocus? Focus. I love the movie Hocus Pocus. <laughs> that's such a. I feel like that's such a dumb girl thing. I don't know. Maybe we're just making it that. Because <laughs> we were talking about that a... earlier. Because my my fiance is right in the wheelhouse for she should love this movie, but she friend of the show Allison Hood right uh, guest in episode two The Goonies. I'm right. sorry. Go on. But she's just not really a uh, a fan of Hocus Pocus. But you were growing up. Yeah, I was. Um, it was like it was on Disney Channel every Halloween. It like five times. So I'd watch it probably five times every Halloween since I was like nine. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably younger than that. Like me and my brother would sing that I put a spell on you song all the time. It is right. a very good song. <laughs> like make up spells. Like I put a spell on you and it's, I don't know, farting a lot, whatever little kids think about. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd be like, no, like it was, it was a game. We kind of made up a game, but yeah, I just remember being really young watching it. Um, yeah. Cool. And cool. Sam, did you grow up with this or no? I did not. I have a younger sister, but I, to my knowledge, I don't, I'm a couple Halloweens ago. I went to a Halloween party and we were going to watch Nightmare Before Christmas and Hocus Pocus. Mm. And I've obviously seen Nightmare Before Christmas a bunch of times, but I didn't 
think I'd ever seen Hocus Pocus before, but when I was watching it, it felt vaguely familiar. So I feel like at some point in my youth, I saw it, but I didn't have any memory of it. I first saw it for the podcast. How'd you like it? (laughs) Yeah, how'd you like it, Mike? I was surprised because for some reason, I think it's because Bette Midler's in it, that I always assumed it was a musical. (laughs) So like 10 minutes in, I'm like, wow, they're taking a real long time getting to some of the songs. And then (laughs) she does hit number. (laughs) Right. She does her musical number. But it's not well, until you like know that was in the movie that I put a spell on you. I must have seen that clip at some point in time, and maybe that's and why like, I assumed it was a musical. <laughs> that's not even like like written for Hocus Pocus. That's a real song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Funny. So Lindsay, can you take us through the plot of Hocus Pocus? Yes. So in the beginning, we start with Thackeray Banks. Ooh, good, you know the names. I do. Yeah, not. that's right. You got you got to remember Thackeray Banks uh, <laughs> and his sister. Is it Eleanor? Crap. I don't know. It's probably something interesting. Crap, I'm having trouble remembering. I always like forget the beginning of movies for some reason. It's I think they get they get captured by the witches, don't they? No, the sister no. gets captured. The sister gets right. lured away by it's Sarah like by Sarah story. Jessica Parker, witch. Oh right. <laughs> and that she gets sat in a chair and doesn't talk because yes. I guess they like they cast her because she was adorable, but didn't trust her to actually say words. Until Wait, the, the very end. Thackeray? Yeah. And the little girl? Okay, yeah, I guess it's like mirroring what happens later. Right. And so yeah. she gets captured, and then he sees her going off, and he follows. Right. And he sneaks into the cottage and sees the, what's the name of the sisters? I think the, the sister was oh Emily. Oh my gosh. Oh no, no, my no. The, the name of the Sanderson. three witches. Sanderson. The Sanderson I almost sisters. said Henderson. That was going to be a huge mistake. The Sanderson <laughs> sisters, uh, uh, like walking around and talking about ma- doing magics and stuff. Oh, yeah. We're going to eat this child. Oh, that, the three. They're like making a stew. It's what witches do. I guess they just make a snake stews. and spider stew. They were making stews and casting spells and, about to cook a child. And so then uh, knock off Zachary Taylor Thomas does what? Who's Zachary Taylor Thomas? <laughs> Home improvement. Jon- a- Jonathan? Jonathan Taylor Thomas? Is it? It's JTT, my man. Dang it. (laughs) Ah, that was a big failure on my part. That's almost I, like huge. he's saying Henderson sisters, right? Ah, uh, I have his hair. JTT. Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. It's that's knockoff Jonathan Taylor Thomas. And uh, so he attacks the sisters. And does that who, go b- well? By the way, didn't even do his own voice for it. The person who did the voiceover for the cat overdubbed all of knockoff JTT's dialogue no as well, too. That's yep. what it was. Because yeah. I was wondering why something about it kept feeling off. I never noticed that. Wow. Ooh, I was blinded. That <laughs> makes so <laughs> much sense. amazing hair. Uh, <laughs> And then I just remember he gets turned into a cat, and then he's a cat that, forever. Him getting turned into a cat is my favorite thing the Sanderson sisters do in the entire right. movie, even including the song. Like, that spell they cast on him where they're just, like, kind of all doing, like, the weird beat thing at once, and all three of them are... That's, I think, the coolest spell <laughs> they cast. Yeah. And then they never do that again, and I was deeply upset about it, because I was like, oh, man, if that's the way they cast spells each time, this is going to be great. Yeah. And then they don't. I never noticed that either. Jeez, what... <laughs> Didn't notice their uh, spell switch-ups, their style switch-up. Maybe they only get to do that every 200 years. I mean, maybe. 300. So after they, because they turn him into a cat, and then they murder his sister. They sure do. They murder a small child. (laughs) Yeah, why did he get... He got scot-free tur- getting turned into a cat. Like They gave him the... like. <laughs> oh, they gave him the option, didn't they? Well, no, because they do this... I've seen this happen in more than once, that it's either, a like, I give you the gift of immortality, of or I, I give you the curse of immortality. <laughs> yeah. Immortality is, like, almost always either, like, this great gift or this great curse. I mean, um, it's gonna get super nerdy. Uh, the, the DC character of Etrigan, like, the guy who, Bless like... Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> who, uh, uh, betrayed King Arthur and let in Mor- Morgan Le Fay. Like, Merlin was like, you betrayed King Arthur. You're cursed with immortality. Your punishment is living forever. I'm like, okay, <laughs> cool. 
All right. I wouldn't mind living forever as a cat. Yeah, same. Because then, like, all your worldly responsibilities, a lot of them disappear. Most of them disappear. <laughs> you don't have to have a job. I guess it would kind of get lonely, but there's plenty of people who want cats. I'm under yeah. the impression that most cats are cool with solitude. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'd still like it. Have people brushing me, feeding right. me, <laughs> scooping my litter. Oh, that's a life. <laughs> that I'd is probably, the I'd live forever probably as a- figure out how to do my, like, scoop my own litter just, you know, for dignity purposes. Like, I'm a human in a cat's body. I'm not a cat. I can do this myself. You know? But would you want to? Is that a but person you'd want to bear? <laughs> I'd probably figure that's out how to cats, the toilet. That's why, yeah, a lot of cats can do that. But that's why cats <laughs> cover up their litter because they have dignity. So, like, you I think we just solved the mystery of, like, dog people versus cat people. Cats are better because they have the dignity to cover up their litter. Right, right. No, like, hold uh, that thought. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dignity is a strong word for cats. You just have to remember that he's he's not a cat. He's a human boy in a cat's body so he doesn't so it's okay to have a crush on him is, no. is what, what Lindsay's saying that's not what i'm saying i'm pretty sure that's what she's saying <laughs> oh, the, the important thing is we've definitely established what Lindsay wants and so moving on then the sanderson sisters themselves get straight up moitered right moitered yeah yeah they get hung. yeah they get hung pretty uh pretty brutally for a, a kid's movie yeah i think i kind of blocked that out because when i as i got older and i watched it i was like wait i do not remember this scene but my favorite part in that scene, though, sorry, at the end of it, like, sorry, what? The English nerd in me will be mad if I don't correct myself. They got hanged, not yes. hung. <laughs> yes. But yeah, so at the end of that scene, like, Thackeray, the cat, is like, is like you know, doing that rubby leg thing, except he's trying to get people's attention, saying, hey, look at me, I'm a human in a cat's body, help me, please. But it was like, his dad. Instead, his dad's like, get away, beast. <laughs> and I thought, I always thought that part was so funny for some no. reason. It's just like, it's not a beast, it's a cat. And it's also your son, sir. So, I mean, whatever. That's how my dad reacts to cats. So. <laughs> really? I thought you were going to say, that's how my dad oh, reacts yeah. to me. <laughs> get away, well, beast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. <laughs> There's a little too much truth in that for me yeah. right now. <laughs> so we jump forward, what? 200 years? 200, right? Yep. 200 some odd years, because the witches are like, you're killing us now, but we'll totes be back. See you later, bros. Yeah. And so the witches (laughs) come back. See you later. And now all of a sudden we're in the future with what has to be the most California stereotype of a child that's ever existed in the world. (laughs) That's exactly what made me want to move here. No. Uh, Real okay. I mean, yeah, no, no, no. It's his first day of school. He just moved here, and he's wearing tie dye. I do believe. Yep, he's wearing tie dye. California, California. He (laughs) moved to where did he move to? I think it's in Oregon. Salem. No, he moves to Salem. Salem, good old Salem, Oregon. Um, there might be a Salem Oregon. I don't know. Yeah. But that's not where they, probably are. That's is. Not where they are. And he's in class and they're talking about the spooky or the teacher's talking about the spooky origins of the Sanderson sisters and how fun it is to believe in them. And everyone in class is into it. Yeah. Except for this one kid from California who's like, I've seen it all. I'm from California. Now I'm going to stand up in front of this entire class and proposition this pretty girl. <laughs> Right. Which was A, ballsy. Gotta give it ballsy. But on the other hand, no. <laughs> that yeah. Everyone in that high school, everyone in that high school looked like they were 40. That's every movie, though. <laughs> every 90s but, but This one in particular, there, when they leave the high school, there's a guy who leaves the high school in a jersey that looks older than me. Like, oh, it's wait. the worst 21-year-old, uh, 21 Jump Street ever, where it's like, hey, I'm a, you know, I'm a college kid, just or a high school kid, just like you guys. Uh, hey, yeah, the guy a bowler ready. hat? There was a guy in a bowler uh, hat? I, yeah, he's a bully. He's the guy, oh, he's oh, the oh, guy, oh yeah. that one, that one. Yeah, yeah. I forgot he oh, was yeah. a bowler hat. Yeah, I don't think he's the guy with the jersey. He wouldn't. 
or is he? No, no, I don't know. In my head, I call no. Him it's Bolton. just it's just an extra wearing a jersey where it's just oh. like the casting call was like, hey, we need a bunch of over eighteen so we can work them beyond right. eight <laughs> hours, and well, this one guy showed up. He's like. Yeah. Hey, I'm collecting. Really sad. A lot of Hocus Pocus got filmed in Salem because I know that school. Like, I have a friend who moved, left LA and moved to wherever that is, and like, she's like, I can see the school from like if I go to work and whatever, uh, which is cool. But then I realized that I didn't completely do my homework because a, a lot of the movies shot on studio lots, but also the Hocus Pocus house, the witch's house, is in Los Angeles. What? And it's like near here. Let's go there right now. Goodbye. End of podcast. I <laughs> I forgot to go take a picture of it. Uh, so I will at some point have to do that and send that to you, Mike, when this uh, episode today. goes up. It's uh it it's near where Santa Monica meets Wilshire. No. Yeah. What? What? Uh. So what happens after they leave school? Oh right, right, right. So does he have to get his sister from school, or he he goes home no, and he's I don't all think sad. He sees her till he's home because. He's going and he's like making out with his pillow. And then it turns out his sister was in the right. closet the whole time dressed no, up like a witch. The bullies the steal his shoes. Right. Why would he stop? He's on a bike. Well, these guys are clearly out for no good. I'm <laughs> going to stop and engage with them instead of continuing on my bike. And why would they steal shoes? They have shoes. Like I don't know. They don't have LA shoes. LA shoes are pretty right. nice. Get some of that sneakerhead well, action. <laughs> not to get all uh, uh, like morbid, but it, it's it's probably like the Louis C.K. thing. It's, it's not about the act. It's not about the shoes. It's about establishing dominance. So, right. um, yeah, wow, uh, the bullies are Ice and Jay. Ice and Jay. Uh, that, oh, yeah, he's got reference. ice. He's got ice carved into the back of his head. And I mean, not That's carved into it. his head, yeah. but, you know, like buzzed into his So we know hair. to reach out to him in case of emergency. Ice, ice. Right. Maybe. Also very tiny. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so they take his shoes. Uh, oh yeah, they're in a they're in a cemetery too. Doesn't he walk? He walks home in, like through a cemetery. I didn't remember that at all, but yeah, they're in a cemetery. I do believe so. Weird. And they're like, hey, hey guy, we're gonna take your shoes. Hey California, I think they call him California. They call him Hollywood. Or they call him Hollywood. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so he gets home, and his parents seem cool. He's like, I don't like living here, and they're like. Okay. Uh, we forgot that uh, a pretty girl gave him back his number. Gave? Oh, she's like, nah. But I get that. I mean, that was a big public display. And then she's like, yeah, no. Nah. That's weird. <laughs> Be more uh, subtle next time. But he's like super into her and goes and like tries to make out with her with his pillow, which is super weird. And then his sister was in the closet for some reason. I think she jumped out because she was scared <laughs> before oh, yeah, he was like, going to, to get to second this. base I with his. Yeah. This. <laughs> Poor Thora Birch was like, uh, if I, yeah, no, we need to end the scene right now. So. I always forget that that's her. That's really cool. Like, that was her, like, first gig, wasn't it? I don't know. I, I think it is. She goes from that to uh, uh, American Beauty. and The rest is history. And then he walks over <laughs> yep. to his drum set because, of course, he plays the drums. Yeah, he's like, oh, I gotta get all my anger out. I'm this is how I vent aggression. Very badly, by the way. No. Oh, he wasn't very good at it? I don't think so. Oh, uh, all right. My brother's I don't a think drummer. He was I know. Yeah. In real life, he is a still a drummer and a hairdresser in L.A. Wait, for so, real? Wait. We yep. need to go see him. We have lots of field trips to do after yes. this podcast. Let's go. I want to know right. what he looks like now. I want to know. What, oh, he's a hairdresser. Okay. Said. Yep, his name is Omri really Katz. Nice and I'll see if I can try to find a picture of him nowadays. He uh, yeah. looks like he retired he's, from acting. He got to do his thing. Good for him. <laughs> uh, older brother takes his younger sister trick-or-treating. That's right. And then puffs they just and puffs about it. <laughs> walk into a random house. Uh, <laughs> which is which weird. Turns, yeah. Like, hey, no, people. Yeah, we just I, don't know, I feel like people do that sometimes. If they're having a party, they'll 
they'll just be like, hey, yeah, come join us. But no one was outside. He just walked in and it turned out there was a party inside. It looked inviting. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and so they go inside. I and, thought it was weird, uh, too, that they said, oh, rich people. But the house that they lived in was like twice the nice. size. Yeah, Their house is so nice. I love his room. There's like that attic room. Or it's like a little loft up there. Right. I was, very ta- I was having a conversation with someone, um, someone else at Nerdist. And they were saying how much that bothered them. What? Because the stairs up in his room were just didn't lead to another room. They just kind of led up to like a window perch. Yeah, or like a, a widow's watch, go whatever up there, it was. Go up there and think of it. I don't know. Yeah, reading nook. Gaze out. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with it. I don't. No. I just remember he was upset with it. That I was, was like, like, all right. My favorite part. I love architecture, so I love seeing inside those old houses. That's right. We're gonna promote the holiday promotion you're gonna do doing at the end of the podcast. I forgot about that. What? You're drawing houses. Oh right. That's. Oh my gosh. I am. Um. Okay. <laughs> we'll get to that later. So they meet up again with pretty girl who is like pretty girl. <laughs> I don't know her name. What's her name? Oh my gosh. You don't know her name. I don't know. Allison. Yeah, I was going to say. I'm going to look Wait, it up her name's Allison? Yeah, it is Allison. Yes. Because she's like, yeah, because the girl Oh, is, well, I mean, I guess you would remember Mike. Because Danny, the younger sister, is like, Allison. Yeah. That's right. about it. The little sister keeps making fun of them, and so she decides to go with them for reasons because her parents' party is boring. Yeah, I sure. Think- I, it looked like a pretty kick-butt <clears throat> party to me, but. Yeah, I was into it. <laughs> so they decide to go, like, not finished trick-or-treating they decided to go check out the sanderson house which oh, is wait. this old museum can i pause for a second we skipped a very awkward scene that i i'm always like what the heck why would you say that like as a little sister i would never comment on my brother's like gal pal's boobs like <laughs> she's like he likes your bazooms or something like something goofy like that she calls them something and i'm like that's wait right that's that crossing the line little girl do not that's really weird <laughs> So, Mike, I didn't look it up. I think this but- is kind of a theme, like, we discovered this during Goonies as well, too. Like, adult males have a really hard time writing dialogue for young females. That, I mean, and I, it I would think make that's sense a, that's a good example of that. Females, but they should, like, hire young females to write stuff. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, I didn't look it up, but this was definitely written by a dude or several dudes, right? Yeah, it was written by um, a guy who really mostly writes horror movies. Oh, really? He toned it down. Yeah. <laughs> Man, no wonder um, they straight up murder people in this movie. It's written by uh, David Kirshner, who most notably produced American Tale, but it's also written by Mick Bible? Garris. Bible? Who wrote like The Fly Two, Critters Two, and uh, only, only sequels? <laughs> but five. yeah, yeah, like he's a guy who did a lot of work with like John Carpenter and stuff. There are no cats in America, and the streets are paved with cheese. Anyways, we've been at this for a little bit, so we're barely into the movie. So let's kind of try and zoom through the <laughs> oh, rest. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so they, <laughs> they they go to the witch's house, and he finds a lighter, which, as a fourteen-year-old, is the best thing that's ever existed. Yeah, and he lights the black flame candle, and he's a virgin. Which, which they really have no security precautions at that museum. No, not at all. It's a museum. Yeah, but you don't, you know, like I imagine if, like, at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark, the Ark ever ended up in a museum instead of a warehouse. They would at least have a sign up that said, do not touch. That's true. Yeah. Do not light. <laughs> and I would be yeah. shocked if no other dumb kids broke into the museum like, haha, we're the, we're the Sanderson sisters. Right. And had the black flame candle previously been mentioned in the movie? Um, I, I think so. I think it was like, it was seen in the first chunk. Because it's power sources, toxic masculinity. Is it? It has to be lit by a by a virgin. Okay. Wait, that's that. <laughs> that's what it says. No, why, why is that toxic? Well, because masculinity? they get into that whole thing, like the whole movie, and then they make fun of this, oh, what was he, 14 year old? Yeah, the yeah, entire yeah. movie? Mm-hmm. He's like, he lit the candle. He's a virgin. And then how does his sister know what that means? <laughs> that sister, while that actress was amazing, 
she knows too much. They could have had a gag there where she was like, she asked, what, what's a virgin? Like, that would have been funnier, I think. Like, if she was just like questioning that every single like part of the movie where they say that, she's like, what is that? And nobody would tell her. That would have been funnier to me, I think. If we decide to keep that in our remake, right. we'll, we'll do that. <laughs> right. Because right. I, I think we got to, we can do better than that. Mm-hmm. So then the, the, the sisters come back and I wrote this down in my notes. I said, I could watch a whole movie of the Sanderson sisters experiencing culture shock. Yeah. Like if yeah. That's, that's the rest of the movie, I'm in. That sounds great. Yeah. Aren't your broads a little too old to be trick-or-treating? Oh, yeah. <laughs> On the bus. Again, he was like, hey, look hey. at you women. I'm going to just be a man over here. I'm going to drive this bus. He keep th- this kid keeps thinking like, oh, this this lighter is gonna save all my problems. Oh, right. He goes to like, the candle. The cat jumps on his on him once oh, right. and is done. Right. <laughs> like, well, I've done my job. This kid should know better now. Uh-huh. That cat Salem is a better magical black cat. That's all I'm gonna I say. Agree. No, yeah, I like that. Exactly. Yeah, that uh, cat as a guardian for that was pretty useless. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what? I think that's an argument now in favor of dogs. Cats pretty useless. Yep. Okay, again, though, he's a human in a cat's body. So that was human apathy there. <laughs> All right. Humans are okay. pretty useless. Dogs, A, a dog yeah. would be better than a cat or a human inside of a cat. Yeah. Because <laughs> it had been all barking and angry, and then you'd yeah. given it head pats, and you gotten distracted because petting the dog is better than anything else you could do. Right. <laughs> you know what? I think the only way we're going to be able to figure out uh, humans as cats is if we all watch the movie Nine Lives with Kevin Spacey while we can oh. still watch the movie yeah, before they, you know, we scrape over it and put, you know, Sam Rockwell in Kevin Spacey's place or something. That and, would be and great. That might make it watchable. I, Sam Rockwell's amazing, <laughs> and Kevin Spacey's a garbage human being. Woo, bold stance there, Sam. Yep. I, I said it. And when this comes yeah. out in a few weeks, I'll I'll stand by it. Um, <laughs> they, they steal this magic book and the book is made out of people. It's made out of skin. Which, gross. Also, <laughs> it looks like the Necronomicon it. from Evil Dead. Yes. yes, you're right. Skin. I skin. believe you too. Yep. Uh, okay. So Sam do- doesn't, Lindsay, Sam doesn't watch scary movies. Oh, yikes. Yeah. Uh, they're very good. You're I'm a coward. Them. Oh. Is this the scariest movie you've ever seen? No. <laughs> I've, I've seen Idle Hands. I've not. Is Idle Hands the scariest movie you've ever seen? It might be. I also watched zo- like the first two thirds of Zombieland. Whoa, man! <laughs> well, I remember, well, I remember watching the movie and thinking, "Oh, this is this is funny. I'm enjoying this, and the yeah. cameos are really great." And then I'm and like, but they keep doing the zombie things, and I finally looked down at my hands, and I'm shaking, and oh, I'm like, no. "I guess I should You're go." Like, I can't do this. <laughs> and so I, that was it for me. Oh. The scariest movie I've ever seen was Turner and Hooch in Detroit <laughs> with my racist aunt who doesn't whisper very well. Oh, that my is gosh. pretty scary. <laughs> Um, okay, so they keep going forward, and the witches, they, they go to the cemetery, which is consecrated ground, so the witches can't get them, but then the witches summon, uh, some, Billy! some dude they killed, Billy? Billy! William? William, no, Billy. His name's Billy, and his mouth is wired shut, so he cannot talk. No, but he is... Billy he Butcherson, played by Doug Jones. Yeah, Doug Jones, so good. Uh, Doug Jones is the best. How he really you know? is. You haven't seen any scary movies. I'm just kidding. He's I've not seen Hellboy. <laughs> oh, that's he, he's in that? I didn't know that. Yeah. He's Wait, what's he? He's in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I just know he's always very tall, gangly creatures that are scary. And I've seen Pan's Labyrinth. Okay. You've seen Pan's Labyrinth? Yeah. Wow. And you think Idle Hands is scarier than Pan's Labyrinth? No, I don't. <laughs> Pan's Labyrinth is much scarier. So that's the scariest movie I've seen. It's possible. I don't know. I hadn't thought of it when Mike asked the question and I was trying to think of horror movies I've seen. Oh. And Idle Hands is not, Idle Hands is not a good movie. 
one might argue that it is a very bad movie, but I had friends at high school who watched it all the time, so I saw it. Huh. Doug Jones is going to be in The Shape of Water that comes out uh, this December, probably yeah. around the time the uh, that this episode <laughs> releases, and really? I'm really looking forward to that. That's cool. So, speeding through the rest. Uh, oh, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, so the th- witches come out, and the kids have to go warn the parents who are at a re- rockin' Halloween party that the witches are coming, and they're all going to die. And, and the parents don't believe them. The witches cast a, put, literally put a spell on them. Or they're just dumb, because they're like, oh, it's Halloween, whatever. You guys are just being silly. It's Halloween. Everything's silly on Halloween. The witches come, they sing a song. And Sarah um, Jessica Parker oh, wait, they makes do put that a spell everybody. that you're yeah. absolutely right. I put yeah, a spell yeah. on you. What else happens after uh, that? And then... Um, the kids escape and they're running around and the witches are like freaking out because trick-or-treaters and then they, yeah. they meet who they think is the devil. Oh yeah, they're like, oh oh yeah, it's just like some dude, some like dirty old man in his house. Who invites his these wife, three random his women into home, his house. And his wife's like, get out of here and starts like are they throwing Cheetos. I just remember Sarah Jessica Parker is really interested in Cheetos. Yeah, <laughs> and the, the wife, I, that poor woman, because <laughs> obviously her husband is a little odd. Like he just invites three random women off the uh-huh. street into, into their house and she's just like, yeah, yeah, this is this is the life the, I chose. The dirty old man who's the devil is Gary Marshall. Yeah, I know. I know. I was just gonna say he's very familiar. Yeah, and I uh, I know exactly who I want to put in that part if we keep that role, <laughs> and I know who Paul, I want to cast as the wife. It should be Paul F. Tompkins as Gary Marshall. <laughs> Ooh, tempting. Because Paul F. Tompkins know. does a great Gary Marshall. I have a separate pitch, but you'll see. Okay. Because I think that's a really good opportunity for just like a quick guest star appearance and. I mean, this is an ideal remake, so we'll get into it. Uh, so anyway, then the kids... Come on, you guys to- You guys are both meltdown people. Yeah. You should have just been like so giddy that I said Paul F. Tompkins. I love Paul F. Tompkins, I mean, but I don't think he's fit for this role. I agree. Paul I F. Tompkins know. is pretty great. Uh, I just wanted to throw out some comedy yeah, nerd cred. He? Oh, that's right. He yeah, is. Yeah, he's Oh, that's Doggy right. Doggy Doggy what? So anyway, then the kids figure out a way to trick the witches into a kiln and then the kids oh, murder the witches right. they turn them into stone and now they just cook them to death yeah and then these kids are just super cheery after like <laughs> murdering people yeah well they're witches and they were gonna kill them so yep. how would you feel probably pretty happy probably I, oh, and then there was that I one feel time like i might have some like, sort of emotional baggage if i murdered uh whatever no, i mean even a bad yeah, person yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and then they, the kids tried to uh go explain themselves to this cop who was like Man, you kids are a bunch of dumb. And then he's like, turns out they thought I was a cop, but I'm yeah, not. It's a Halloween like, costume. And then, of course, they have to poke at the kid again. He's like, you, you're really a virgin? <laughs> you're 14? You're really yeah, that was weird. Like, yeah. cop or not, just an adult going like, hey, teenage boy, you're really a virgin? Ah. Like, super weird. Don't do that, ever. Can we cast Kevin Spacey as that role? Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. No. <laughs> um, weird. Yeah, then what What else happens? They go... So they they, uh, they murder the witches, then they go back, they're like, yay, we did it! And they go back right. to the house, and everyone goes to sleep. Oh, yeah, everything's fine. Weirdly curled up around each other. Uh-huh. The girl and the cat, the cat who's 200 years old, 213 years old. He's like perpetually 14, 15, I don't know. It's still weird in like a weird vampire kind of way. I suppose, yeah. And then the uh, the guy and the girl, Allison in Hollywood, like to kind of take a nap. And then she wakes up Max, and she's like, oh man, I shouldn't have gone to sleep. My parents will kill me. Ah, oh, darn. <laughs> oh yeah, and then the moon shows up and it's huge. And I'm like, wait, the moon was actually that big. Don't these Everybody people think of dead. the tides? The tides! <laughs> Same with that scene in Christmas Vacation where it shows the moon. It's like, it's huge. Speaking it's of movies I have not seen. Oh my. I'm Jewish. Why would I watch Christmas Vacation? Fine. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is not a good point. 
I, I'm not Jewish and I love Fiddler on the Roof. That's true. I was in Fiddler on the Roof and I'm not Jewish. Uh, so then the witches are like, your puny kiln can't stop us. We're going to play this image of the smoke leaving the chimney in reverse. And it turns out we're fine. And we're going to sing a song called Come Little Children, and it's going to make all the children come to our house. Sarah Jessica Parker is going to sing that song. Right. Um, and in the remake, Brian Singer will sing that song. What? <laughs> You're weirdly focused on this particular bit of current news, Mike. <laughs> I really am. Well, it's when we're recording, this is still pretty... But these we're, conversations we're recording had, this like in writing group. Like we were like, yeah, there's a thing that happens, and we talked about it in writing group. So it's not like it was new information for you. No, no, I know, but it's breaking news <laughs> for the rest of the world. True, but now that now that it's what is it? Uh, four weeks in the future. Now it's old news, and we're right. on to whoever the current person who's being shut oh, up yeah. by Hollywood <laughs> is, and good. So. The witches summon children to their uh, their place of business. Super creepy. Super creepy. Uh, and <laughs> also, uh, how do the? Oh wait, no, the parents are under spells still. Yep. So, so that's they how don't we know that, that they were kids, still alive. Yeah, they don't know that the kids are leaving the house. Yeah, houses. they've been. They dance all night. Ooh hoo hoo. And then all of a sudden, like the weird zombie Billy shows up again, uh-huh. and little girl's just like, "Hi, Billy." And Hi, Billy. That line is the most adorable thing in the entire movie. <laughs> She's like, oh, hey, friend. Yeah. I've known you for two minutes. And they they revive Billy. And Billy does not do that much. He's a hero. Billy is a hero. But we didn't spend enough time thinking he was a villain. I did. He was just scary. You don't have to, like, they, there's no backstory. because I mean, they don't tell you a backstory or anything. I mean, he like, has, what, three appearances? He shows up when they revive him. He shows up right before, like, in the singing dance party. And then he shows up at the end when he finally gets the knife and is like, yep. Hey, buddy. I'm nice. <laughs> I've been I've been just trying to not work for the witches this whole time. Yeah. So I, anyway. I do think um, in our remake, we will have to have Billy Butcherson be more of an established character. So oh, his yeah. turn at the end will mean something. But yeah, we'll yeah. get to that in a minute. Absolutely. In just a minute. Because the witches kidnap little sister. Uh, and then they go chasing after her to save her. They rescue little sister. And the witches Danny. decide. Her name's Danny. <laughs> whatever. Uh, they rescue little sister and they run away. The witches are like, well, we have a little bit of this potion. We could def- we, we still have enough of our potion to, to save one of us. And they're like, okay, cool. Here's a bunch of children. No, we need to use little sister because reasons. Like, I demand my revenge. I'm not going to actually live, I definitely need to get that one. Well, well yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's a valid point. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, she's the one that's valid. been terrorizing them the most. I don't know. I Absolutely. Guess. <laughs> but on the other hand, the when the, we get to the, the graveyard scene again, and uh, Brother, instead of smashing the vial and, like, drinks it himself, I legitimately thought that was a cool moment and a good move. Yeah. It's like, don't go after my sister, now you've got to come after me. And they're uh-huh. like, okay, I'm up in the air. I'm going to carefully sit little sit Set little sister down. I'm going to go after you. I'm not just going to also murder your sister because I'm evil. Yeah, I guess that was good. I did like that moment when he drank the potion because I thought that was a cool moment. Heroic. And I I liked the relationship between the brother and the sister. Mm -hmm. Like when she says to him, uh, I love you, jerk face. I thought that was really sweet. So sweet. And so, yeah. And so that's basically the movie. Then the sun comes up. Uh, Cat turns into the boy. Oh, there's a little... Yeah, when the cat turns into the boy. So, uh... Danny runs up to the cat, and uh, the the cat is dead. That's and right. yeah, when they're like, "Oh no, he's over there." When Thora Birch gets up on her elbow to uh, see the boy, she puts her elbow, like her whole weight, on the stuffed cat. Oh, oh no! See the cat. 
We rewound and watched that moment so I many times. That. That's hilarious. I need to watch it again. I need to watch that again, too. Like, That's hysterical. What if they should make like a squishing sound effect? Yeah. Ooh. Or just uh, like a little... So yeah, then the girl, or Thackeray's sister, comes back in ghost form and summons him. Well, not summons. That's a weird word. Uh, like Calls Beckons him. him? Beckons, beckons him is to, Beckons him to the afterlife because he can finally make it because he's peaceful now. It's exciting that she finally got a line. Yeah. he's like She's like, Thackeray Binks. He's like, I think she was like, where were you? And he's like, I was waiting. I was, I was a cat for 200 years. Oh, I had to wait for, oh, I had to wait for 200 years for a virgin to light a candle. I'm like, another poke, ah, yeah, Max. Why would you another do Another poke. <laughs> and uh, this, this, does his sister also know what that means? Yeah. And then uh, Thackeray Binks continues to hit on the little sister. Hmm? He's like, like, hey, I'll be right here, buddy. I'm going to, yeah. Oh, that's friendly, isn't it? I don't mm. know. It's, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, wow. hey, Danny, why don't you kill yourself so you can be with me forever? <laughs> Forever and ever. (laughs) All right. By the way, the little sister is in a band called Hee Hee Ha Ha, and she's also a real estate agent in Malibu. Amazing. Everybody's so successful. I mean, it's been how many years since this movie came out? 25? It came out in 1993. Oh, that's when I... Okay, I'm 24. I was born in 93, so... There you go. Oh, that's why I hadn't seen it until I was like six or so, because like I wasn't aware of anything. (laughs) Right. Go figure. Go but figure. as soon as you were aware, you realized it had been playing on a loop, right. uh, Clockwork Orange style. Every, every time, every year on Disney Channel, five times a year. Right. <laughs> <laughs> every year, your your parents would pay, play it for you every year on your birthday to teach you about deaths of boys possessing the bodies of cats. So let's talk about what I, we want for our ideal remake. Okay. Da-da-da-da-da, okay. music cue. Okay, I just need to start by prefacing. The, the reason I dislike a lot of remakes is because it looks too Hollywood like nothing's gritty anymore like their hair is perfectly done like it's unbelievably perfect when they wake up unbelievably perfect when they go through an entire day of fighting whatever and it's perfect you know like the hair looks great their face is nothing on it like it's just too clean you know like Spielberg movies are they're like gritty and like real looking because they had to use all practical effects right and then like in the like 90s movies it just it just looks I don't know that that grit that I I don't know how to explain it Um, yeah like Stranger Things does a great job of doing that like you know nobody's hair is perfectly quaffed ever (laughs) well okay right yeah except for Will his hair always looks good for some reason perfect shine and bounce (laughs) yeah exactly Uh, well, extensions. unfortunately, part of the reason that we're doing this particular episode is because Hocus Pocus is going to be remade. Right. Yeah. Disney <laughs> has announced that they're going to be remaking this movie. So when Disney listens to this episode, <laughs> what do we need for them to be? I think that the first thing that you need to do, because this movie hinges so much, hinges so much on the witches... Right, on the casting of the witches. I feel like that's where you need to start. Not mess that up. And so it's hard to replace Bette Midler. And I was like, okay, well, we need like a Broadway star to come right. in and do the role. And it cannot be Kristen Chenoweth. Are you going to say that? I was thinking about it. Because but- she's already in Wicked and she's too... Poppy, I think. I think she'd be a good replacement for Sarah Jessica Parker. Okay, fine, yeah. But the reason, but I wanted to look up, like, we need a good Broadway-style singer for Bette Midler, and so I looked up, who's the most recent winner of, like, best, like, recent Tony for Best Actress in a Musical, and do you want to know who it is? Who? Bette Midler. Oh, come on. Of course. <laughs> Just to reprise yeah. her role. The, the Tony this year for Best Actress in a Musical went to Bette Midler. <laughs> So as much as I'd like to have her reprise her role, which she could do, she's probably not going to. But- I think I read recently that she still owns the Winnie costume and wore it 
for Halloween, yeah. I think, last year. I, yeah. I saw that too, yeah. That would be pretty amazing. I would not be opposed to having Bit- Bette Midler come back, but I feel like if she did, you'd have to have the other two come back as well. And at that point, it's not a remake, it's a sequel. Mm-hmm. And that's and they're not doing right. a sequel, they're doing a remake. Right. I, yeah. How about a shot-for-shot remake with all the original actors, their current age, with the exception of Charles Rocket, who played the dad because he committed suicide? Okay. Ooh. <laughs> I had no yeah. idea. And I liked him. He yeah. was good. Well. I, I have an oh, idea. And this is based largely because I thought it was a musical. Why don't we remake it as a musical and have the witches be like Lady Gaga or like the the Sarah Jessica Parker witch be like Miley Cyrus because she's supposed to be like (laughs) the sexy one or something. That's a fun idea, but I don't know if Disney would like re-employing Miley Cyrus. Yeah, I feel like Miley (laughs) Cyrus cut those ties. Yeah. But that's that's not a bad idea. I I do think you're right. I think it needs more songs Mm -hmm. because remember, the mom was dressed up as Madonna and made it a little weird for her kids. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. I'm I'm Madonna. Yeah, so I'm pulling a little bit, but I listened to a podcast called Tim Talk, which is on the Nerdist School Network, which is done by Chris Lord and uh, Cameron Dexter. They rewatch things from the, like, Bruce Tim animated universe, so Batman the Animated Series, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, Status Shock. And in one of their episodes, they mentioned the Hocus Pocus remake, and they kind of did a cast. And one of the things that they did that I thought was really interesting is for the three witches, they basically recommended the three women from Hidden Figures. Well, yeah, I was just gonna say, we need more diversity in this movie, first of all. (laughs) on the face of it, works. And I like the idea of having those three women, because Mm -hmm. their dynamic kind of fits the dynamic of the three witches. The problem is, I don't think you can make the villains exclusively black. And also, well... Also, like back in the time, back in the day, yeah, they get hanged, right? And that's and very, that's, a problem. that's highly problematic. Which brings me to my next problem: is part of the whole Salem witch trial aspect is that the Salem witch trials were basically men punishing women for independence, mm-hmm. right? And so, basically, the whole concept of the Salem witch trials is a horrible blight on American history, one of many. Yeah. Anytime that you like actually bring in some sort of feature where you're like, oh, there really were witches, you're kind of saying that the witch trials were right because there were witches. So I feel like the problem here is that you're kind of acknowledging, oh yeah, there were witches in the Salem witch trial. We were right to murder them. And so I feel like it'd be better if, I mean, I still think it needs to be the Sanderson sisters, Mm -hmm. but instead of having them be killed in the Salem witch trials, I'd like it if they were orchestrating the Salem witch trials. How do you mean? Well, they're doing, they're (laughs) doing all this witchcraft and stuff. And so instead of pulling in like, I don't know, children or whoever and things to kill, they're getting their power from when from when an innocent person is killed. Oh. So every time an innocent person is killed, they get stronger, whether they, whether they kill them or not. Oh. So okay. if so eventually they get found out and killed, mm-hmm. but because their power comes from the murder of innocents, they orchestrate the Salem witch trials because it's all about killing so like innocent a, people. It's like a uh, conspiracy for themselves. Absolutely. Because wow. that's how they draw their power. Yeah. That's a that's that's a cool concept. I like that. That's more a plot concept than a casting concept because I'm, I'm <laughs> right, uh, right. stalling because I only have casting for two of them. Oh. Because the Sarah Jessica Parker... What do you... Th- go ahead. What do you guys think about... Before we hit casting, what about making this a Tim Burton thing? Oh. Ooh. I, I think Tim, Tim Burton, Burton could give it... Burton. Like, well, modern Tim Burton is just remaking stuff. <laughs> I think he could do a really cool remake of this, especially because some of the set design already really reminded me of a Tim Burton type feel. So why not just go all in on the Burton? You know what? I don't disagree. No, I don't either. I'm like thinking about it. Like, would the do you think the neighborhood would be all like like it is in Edward Scissorhands, where everybody's just like, oh, like like, really oblivious? Oh yeah, like gothic. Yeah, definitely. And then we've already cast one of the witches because Helena Bonham Carter, (laughs) obviously. I actually think she's going to be good for. 
for the for the Bette Midler witch. I I think she'd be good because hear me out for my oh, casting. She's for a the singer, other two. Yeah. right? So my yeah, she's singing Sweeney Todd. Yeah, my casting for the other two, Sarah Jessica Parker, which should be Kristen Chenoweth because okay. I think that makes the most sense. Because she's like the the blonde, like pretty one of the three. But she's like the youngest one, and Kristen Chenoweth. She's while not small. She's not, but I feel like her uh, her energy is very similar. Yeah. Yeah, I guess Kristen Chen... Yeah, okay. Because I want to replace... What's the third witch's name? The I one who rides the vacuum is. cleaner. Mary. I know- Mary? I Mary. Wanted to, I, yeah. I want yeah, who's her? Rebel Wilson. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, Ooh, okay. I like good. that. That's good. Yeah. I was thinking Melissa McCarthy, but, but that, I don't know. I think Rebel, but Rebel Wilson. Wilson's the singer. Right, right, right. So, I, I like that casting. So Rebel Wilson, uh, 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 Kristen Chenoweth, and Helena Bottom Carter. And I think that's three pretty good that, witches. Actually, yeah, I like that. <laughs> Uh, the other casting that I had off the top of my head was Billy because the whole concept of Billy is just like, ah, oh, he's this guy, he's over it. He doesn't want to do their bidding. It's just, oh God, he hates all of us. Yeah. I think it should be Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza. Oh my <gasps> gosh. <Ooh>. Yes. <laughs> Again, yeah, that's because inspired. Aubrey Plaza could be an innocent person that was killed during the Salem witch trials. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, no, I'm not going to help you. This is stupid. And like the whole zen of Billy right. is basically <laughs> the zen Aubrey Plaza has now. Relax, yeah. yeah. She's like, I don't know what you did this to me for, but yeah, here I am. By the way, uh, if neither of you guys, or if people haven't seen this, Ingrid Goes West that came out this year with Aubrey Plaza is amazing. Oh, really? It's a really good movie. Yeah, I, I, and I've heard good things about it. I've heard nothing but good things. Her acting in it is phenomenal. So that's, I think, fun for casting. And then yeah. uh, for the the devil and the devil's oh, wife. Oh, yeah, who is that? He, my, my pitch, because these are fun guest star moments, because they don't have to be in a lot of the movie. Uh-huh. And so I think the the guy who'd be pr- the perfect devil would be Steve Martin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's I can old. see that he's old and goofy. Yeah, and I kind of wanted to make his wife Janine Garofalo. <laughs> Dude, that's yeah. Okay, um, I see that she does. Yeah, she's like lackadaisical when she talks like that. And I don't think she would put up with any of anyone's shit. No, I was thinking about this for the parents because I feel like the parents, all the scenes with them, go absolutely nowhere. I agree. I, I didn't find them interesting at all. I found the parents to be very bland. I think Will Ferrell and Amy Poehler <laughs> as the parents. You don't even need to like write a script for them. You just kind so, of yeah. They'd be so fun at like the Halloween party and just in costumes, just improvising stuff. I, I like it. I think that's a fun idea. Wonderful. Now we have the tough part of all the leads, all yeah. the kids. I don't know. I wanted some more like people of color representation. I'm trying to like. I mean, and I feel like if then. That- that actually brings up a problem because if we have Will Ferrell and Amy Poehler, right, the parents, we have to switch them out. So, what about the just the parents? I love I love the Blackish families. I just want them in this because they're well. Great. Can we replace Will Ferrell with who's the dad on Blackish? Anthony 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 Anderson. <laughs> Anthony. What if we did that? What if we did Anthony Anderson and Amy Poehler? That'd be funny. Okay, and then um, I don't know if you guys have watched Stranger Things season two, but um, yes. the little sister. I yes, pull up. Lucas's Lucas's sister. She's perfect. She's she steals season two. So you know how I suggested Kristen Chenoweth? I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch another idea that might be better than Kristen Chenoweth for okay. uh, the third witch. Do you guys know who uh, I might be pronouncing this wrong? Janelle Monae is. Of course. Yeah. Oh yes. yeah. So that was based off of the original Hidden Figures idea. Yeah. I mean, she's a singer. She's uh-huh. good. Like, she might be better for the Sarah Jessica Parker part than Kristen Chenoweth is. Would that work? I think she's a lot better. Great. That, that'd then be do awesome. that instead. So yeah. Rebel Wilson, Janelle, Janelle Monet, and Helena Bonham Carter. Yes. Yeah, Janelle Monet is a great singer and actress. That's uh-huh. pretty cool. Perfect. Great. <laughs> Way to go, Sam. 
Yeah. Way to diversify. Wait, so we, we need the brother and uh, then the love Priya, and, the and the sister. Oh, the, the sister was uh, Priya the, Ferguson. Girl from uh, yeah, yeah, Priya Ferguson from Stranger Things. Oh, man. Keeping with the, the idea of people who could sing, if we do do this as a musical, I think uh, Dove Cameron from Liv and Maddie, the Disney oh, show, is a, as, yeah, as Allison. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess. I haven't seen her do much. I don't, yeah, I haven't watched any of that but um what's kind of neat about Liv and maddie is it's one of those shows where she plays twins she's uh-huh. um it, we were actually looking at her uh to play a role on the cartoon that my writing partner and i are developing and we actually had the showrunners from Liv and maddie attached to our shows and they suggested her so that's why i was watching a lot of as a 45 year old man yeah, watching a lot of ask. disney channel stuff <laughs> Yeah. Um, and I was like, wow, she's a great actress. And she's in like The Descendants. I, I Yeah, I, I think she's a solid singer and uh, a very, very talented actress. I mean, yeah. I, I'm. I think it's pretty cool to have interracial romance as the lead of this. I'm all for diversity. Yeah. We need to figure out the brother now. Perfect. Um, we also need to figure out the cat. Cat. Here's my pitch for the Zachary cat. Harry Binks. My pitch for the cat is Tom Holland, the new Spider-Man. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I mean, he's, he's Eddie just... Redmayne. <laughs> no. Because, I mean, like, Tom Holland plays very, very young, and he's just going to be doing, like, the voice of the cat. And Disney's all about, like, the Disney family and tying yeah. everyone in. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like they might want to get, like, the voice of Spider-Man running around and being, like, the goofy cat. And I feel like okay. he's like, the kind of charming kid enough to do that. And he's British, so. That's true. He <laughs> right. could actually use his British, his, uh, his, his actual accent. His That's actual true. I forgot accent. about that. I understand that he's absolutely delightful as well, too. So, yeah. That's my understanding as well. He'd be a great cat. I yeah. think in the, the the age of so many creepy people in Hollywood, we ought to give as much work to the good people as possible. So, not- Tom Holland, you're hired. Yeah. So now here's my question. It's a Halloween movie, so a black cat makes sense. Are we sure we don't want to make him a dog? No, absolutely not. Like, just, just a, just no. a little clown no. running around? No, no? Cat, cat, Okay, witches Sam. and cats go together like peanut butter and jelly. Look, all I'm saying is that dogs are better than cats. No, that's untrue, first of all. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. A black cat's fine. That's Halloween. If that's you Halloween. have to have your it's pure thematic. Halloween, yeah. There's no whatever. Reason. We're going to turn you into a French bulldog. <laughs> let's just get some, let's just get a good Wheaton Terrier. No. No. no, fine. I mean, it is kind of mean because they can't breathe very well. So a French bulldog. French bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was our French bulldog. Yeah, movie. yeah. Black cat. I had to try. Um, and so now we just need our main kid and our bullies, right? And we need we need the brother of and the bullies. Yeah. Oh, and and Billy. <laughs> no, Billy's Aubrey Plaza. Oh, no, we have Aubrey that. Plaza's I Billy. I so who is a good, like, super confident, obnoxious, like, kid to be our, our main? I mean, since this seems like it's a mixed family, he could be Amy Poehler's son. Uh, I really like Bobby J. Thompson from Role Models. And he's in Me, Earl, and the Dying Girl. Or no, Me, Earl, and the Dying Girl. Uh, he's also in Me, Earl, and the Dying Girl. But the main kid in that is R.J. Uh, Kyler. RJ Kyler. I See, think I, I both bad. of them like, I have enough, that. I don't know enough young actors right now that aren't on Stranger Things. Cause... Yeah, and we used up all of our Stranger right. Things when we were doing uh, the Goonies. Oh. I have the advantage of going through IMDb while we talk. Uh, I'm looking so. at IMDb now. Which uh-huh. which kid did you want? Not RJ R- si- Oh, Earl. Actual Earl. Not RJ Siler? No, he said RJ Siler. Oh. I like RJ Siler. Oh. I think he's really, I think he's great in me, Earl, and the Dying Girl. Great. Then let's, I, I believe you. Okay. Oh, is he, wait, is he the, he is Billy, the Blue Ranger and Power Rangers. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's great. That's awesome. Okay, sold. Sold. 
Yeah, he's awesome. Okay. Uh, uh cool. He's he's 22, but he looks yeah. young. Everybody is 22 in the original, so, so. Yeah, I mean, these kids are in high school. It's fine. With the exception of the one guy in the jersey who's 47. Right. Oh, okay. I had just had an idea. So, do you for- want do you want to play that character, Mike? <laughs> yeah, I I want to have a cameo in this, just wearing a, a jersey, <laughs> walking oh, through, and just with my beard and everything, just like, hey, I'm in high school. This is okay. This <laughs> yeah. is a complete non sequitur. But I had an audition this week. The role was I'm going in and I'm complaining about how unhappy I am to a, a therapist. And then what happens is a guy who's described as a as a big teddy bear comes out and I get a hug. And I was like, oh, I wish Mike was in town because he should crash this audition because he. Oh. Would be perfect casting for this because uh, Mike hugs are good. <laughs> oh, that's sweet that you want a hug from me, Sam. Sam, I hope while I was there, I hugged you enough. Yeah, and there will still be more hugs in there, your future. I, I hope so. I have an idea for Ice. Oh, wait, no, no, is Ice the bowler hat guy? Yeah, with Ice. Oh no, who's in the, the back other? Of his head? Who's the other guy? The gangly, like tall guy. Jay. Jay. Okay, so I had an idea for him. Jay is the other bully. Him, it would be Cole Sprouse. Who's Cole Sprouse? Life of Zach and Cody. He's Jughead in Riverdale right now. Oh yeah, I okay. Can do that. Yeah, that would be awesome. Well, or or Dylan Sprouse, his twin brother, who's got long hair already, like so, long blonde hair. Okay, uh, then let's just do this. What? Both of them. Both of them. Perfect. Yes. Ooh. Dylan and Cole Sprouse. Yeah. And Ice and Jay. Yes. Yeah. I like that. I think that's actually really clever. They're so cute. What? Because there's <laughs> there's always something kind of weird about twins yeah, yeah. too. No offense to any twins no, that are a listening, bit of but you're weird. A little you guys bit of are weird. How come one yeah. of you just didn't come out? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that was that very bad. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, no, we're taking a stand. Uh, I'm I a deal- woman. I can make these jokes. Is that how that works? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, great. Listen, I am one half of twins, and uh, I murdered mine in the womb, and that's not true either. I'm just going to be quiet. <laughs> that seems fair. Uh, is that our entire cast? That's pretty much All our right. entire and cast. So we have our director, but we don't have our writer. Who's the director? Uh, Tim Burton. Right, right, right. Okay. Oh. Tim Burton. Uh, writer. Writer. Paul Feig. Done. What? I love Paul Feig. What has he done that's similar to this? Ghostbusters. Mm. <laughs> Just shit. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm joking completely. <laughs> you know what, though? But here, here's an argument for sure Paul Feig. Uh, sure number one. Uh, classy. Like, it, he's got, like, he does have a warm feeling to his movies. Like, Bridesmaids. Paul, yep. Yeah. I don't know. And he, because of Freaks and Geeks, right. and Paul Feig can write children's, like, high school voices exactly. really well. I'm all for yeah. Paul Feig. Uh, let me do one other. By the way, w- where we are recording right now... Um, um, probably within four miles of where Paul Feig grew up. We are in, I am in Clinton Township, Michigan right now, and right next to Mount Clemens, which is where uh, Paul Feig is from. He and I started Yay, at the same comedy really club. Cool. All so right. here is my pitch for uh, the writer for this movie. My pitch is Stephen Shabotsky. Shabotsky? I He was just a guest on um, uh, the writer's panel with Ben Blacker, that podcast, and because uh, because he wrote a movie that's coming out now called Wonder. Oh, right. Uh, but he also is known for writing the book and then the movie of Perks of Being a Wallflower. Dang, he wrote the... Wow, okay. He also wrote the new live-action adaptation of Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. So he's already in the Disney that's family. quite a lot. Of and because he, he kind of understands teenagers and kids, mm-hmm. I think we'd have to find someone else to write the songs. Yeah. But I think for the story, I think he's a good call because he can do adap- Disney adaptations and he has a good understanding of kids. Well, we already have would have somebody to write the songs because Tim Burton and what's his name always pair up. Yeah, yeah we'd, we'd have to have you. Danny oh, Elfman write the songs. I was like, Dan something. <laughs> so Tim Burton and, and Danny Elfman write the songs and I think... Uh, 
Stephen Shabotsky should write the script. Yeah, I mean, I like the, I don't know like how much humor he would, he puts into his stuff though. Cause like Hocus Pocus definitely has a lot of good jokes. That's true. So I'm not, that's why I like Paul Feig. And also I just like Paul Feig. Like I don't, I've seen Perks of Being a Wallflower and it was kind of dark. How about this? He but... also wrote the screenplay for Rent. That's true it was i don't recall it being funny it though. is not no. at all no. really well it really depends because i saw team america before i saw rent I've not actually so seen either of those. when like the ninth person in rent has aids i just started laughing <laughs> so uh <laughs> yeah because team america makes fun of the fact that everyone they have the song everyone has aids making fun of rent and uh i didn't realize how on the nose <laughs> Wait, that was that song is from rent no 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 it's from team america <laughs> making oh, fun of rent okay i've heard that song <laughs> so paul feig has written a bunch of things and a lot of them are very funny when has he written well i guess he well no he was an actor freaks on freaks and, he no. was an actor on freaks and geeks he wasn't a, a writer he wrote freaks and geeks he wrote for it no yeah. paul oh, feig yeah? wrote yeah. Well, freaks and that geeks. sounds me that's all i needed uh-huh. great yep. i think it is yes i win i mean that's not about winning it's about no no do you get a point yeah. in, the, in the Lindsay column and he was also he was in i don't know if he wrote i have a feeling he did but he was in uh shoot What's that? Fat Camp. It's not called Fat Camp. Oh, Heavyweights. Heavyweights? Yeah, I Anyone? saw it a long time ago. Yeah, he was in Heavyweights, and I don't know if he had anything to do with writing it. I feel, I want to say that he did, just because it was great. Perfect. But yeah, and that it's just kids. Um, he did so. not write it. Nope. He was just in it for yep, no Yep, he did not write Heavyweights. He all right, so we've got all of our people. We've got our director, our writer, we've got our cast. And, and so we talked a little bit about the plot, because I do think that the Salem witches need to be behind like the murder of innocence, and that's how they get their power. Yeah. And I think that's more better than uh them just being the witches of the Salem witch trials. You happy with that sentence, Sam? I'm, I'm settling <laughs> for it. Better. I knew what I was. I knew what I was doing, and I stand by it. <laughs> I think that that's a good place for us to start. I think the other thing we need to talk about is the way they come back. I don't think the black. I mean, the black flint candle is a really cool idea. I don't think it should be necessarily lit by a virgin. Yeah, I think. I think like, they feel like that's kind of like taboo nowadays, or not taboo. Just like it's stupid to make fun of people for that. I'm Nowadays, perfectly happy having it that. have it be lit by an innocent. Or like have it be lit by, I don't know. I think it should be lit by the little sister. Oh. Be just because like, I think she's like trying to like, because the whole, one of the whole aspects of this movie is like, it's the brother and sister back and forth dynamic. And he's lighting the candle to impress the girl, but they're like, no, don't do that. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. But if it's something like she's super scared, but he dares her to do it. Yeah. And it's like, prove you're not scared. Prove you're not scared. I'm your big brother. You got to do this. And so she lights the candle. But she's an innocent, mm-hmm. and that also would explain why the witches are so focused on the little sister, because she's right. the one that lit the candle. Uh-huh. Yeah, because it would have to be something that would have made sense to understand. What if it's because it's the death of innocence? What if it's just someone pure of heart pure has of to heart. light yeah, the candle? Yeah, so like a couple people try to light it, and like they get, it doesn't work for yeah, them. Since it's, I'm good with that. It's like the sword and the stone. Yeah. Yeah. Like sword and the stone. Like It can even be like the uh, our bulk and skull, our, our, our J and ice try to light the candle or yeah, something. Yeah, they're like, and they dude, just, like, come on, let's light this candle. Like, <laughs> and it, it doesn't work for them. They're like, how come? Oh, yeah. Like, they could even be, that's where they're hanging out. Yeah. Uh, and that's where uh, our main guy runs into them and they're just like, uh, we can't light the candle. Oh, wait, we forget to cover the part where they get trapped in cages. They're about to get eaten by the witches. That's right. And then they're just <laughs> still in those cages at yeah. the end of the movie. Oh, yeah. They're stuck in there forever. It's weird. Yeah, it is weird. <laughs> Without shoes. Because he goes shoes. and takes his oh, shoes yeah, back and does. runs off. Priorities. Mm-hmm. 
Hollywood priorities. So yeah, I think the pure of heart, but I do think it should be the little sister that lights the candle. Mm -hmm. And if we have to have a lighter, fine. A lighter. He's so fixated on that lighter. (laughs) Like they're walking in a tunnel underneath the cemetery and he's using a lighter to light their way and a lighter's not gonna do diddly. Does it bug you when people like keep flipping lighters? Like that's- Yeah, a little bit. It's super obnoxious and weird. I think so too. I was like, am I the only one that thinks this? Like we've got a lighter for like our candles in our apartment. And, like, people just come over and start, like, flicking it. I'm like, can you, like, put that down? Just, it's fire. You're going to light something on fire. Don't do that. Yeah. It's a little (laughs) bit weird. Yeah, it's weird. So I think that's what we should do for our impetus and kind of our inciting incident of the candle. But, like, what else in this, like, what else is representative in this movie? Because they go to, and they're in the 90s. But when would we be putting this movie? Would we also film the remake in the 90s or would we put it today? That's a good question. Because of Manber. Oh, definitely put it today. Why not put it today? Oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. They're afraid of iPads. Ha ha ha. That's funny. I agree. Like back then they would be like, oh, they're afraid of, what is that? I don't know what that is. Yeah. Afraid of that Game Boy. Oh no, a rotary phone. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I mean, I love Game Boys, but yeah, because I feel like, like I said, the culture shock has got to be amazing. So they've got to be today. Like what are some of the great things that they should be reacting to? I thought the whole sprinkler thing was a great idea. Uh Uh-huh. I thought that was clever, but it could also just as easily be like a siren. And it's like, I'm going to call the sirens or the banshees. And like, oh God, I can hear it. I'm going to die. Like Ubers. (laughs) They just think it's like a magic car that shows up at your house. I don't know. I mean, I think that's taking a step forward. Just all these pocket rectangles that people carry around that are completely illuminated. Or they think it's like a magic wand that everybody has. Yeah. They're like, give me your magic wand. Oh yeah. I don't have that. Like, I don't have the new model. I don't know what witches say. (laughs) Which of the the three witches- is going to end up stealing a phone and being super into it the entire time. Uh, oh, I think the uh, Rebel Wilson. I think, it, yeah, I think you're right. And, Rebel oh, Wilson. oh my gosh. And remember, so she Rebel flies Wilson. off on a vacuum cleaner. I think it would be funny if she was like on a Swiffer. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Just a, like a Swiffer wet jet. Perfect. Great. <laughs> That sounds amazing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay. Funny detail there. It'll be a good gag. If we're doing more songs, I, which I completely agree with, uh, I think that the spells have to be cast through music. Yes. Because those those are the best moments in oh, yeah. the original. The mm-hmm. when they turn who's his face into a cat. Thackeray Banks. Thank you. And when they cast and then when they sing I put a spell on you, those are the best parts of the movie. Right. So we just like kind of like use that as like they revive Aubrey Plaza with a song. The kids sing a song when they're like putting in like doing a bunch of different things. I don't think they can sing a song when they're putting them in a kiln. I take that. I was that gonna back. say, yeah, do the kids ever sing? Like what are their songs that they would sing? Oh, he could sing just like a like a really sad song about moving. At the very beginning, that's he how it opens. He up. can do that. Here's my pitch. I think right at the beginning, instead of giving him giving uh, the girl his number, he starts singing her a song. The bell rings. Everyone leaves, and he's just like, "I, I, I was going to sing a song." Yeah. And it just doesn't go. It doesn't happen. And then that can be a song because the bullies were in that class. That could be a song that they like mockingly sing at him, and that's how they bully him. Oh. Because they right. and then finally at the end of the mo- at the end of the movie. He finally gets to sing that song to her. Mm-hmm. Like that's how they can build up. He tries to sing the song, shut down. They make fun of him with the song, and then finally, third beat, he sings the song, right. and it's super romantic. Yeah. And and finally, that's the song that he sings at the very end after they've killed the witches when they go back to the house, and they're kind of just like all getting all comfy. And I think that's what should happen then. I think the cat should sing a song. Yeah, I think the cat should <laughs> sing a song. Um, oh, I had like another gag in mind, just like as a throwback to the '90s, like. 
the party that the parents go to is like a 90s themed throwback party. Sold. Absolutely. Yeah. I think Amy Poehler can still dress up like Madonna. Right. Right. That would still work. What was the dad dressed up as? Oh, just Dracula. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's he could right. He be like some kid on a skateboard. He could be Bart Simpson for all I care. I don't know. That would also be funny. Prince. Or he could be dressed up as like Vampire Prince. Lestat Dracula. Also good. Or Vampire. <laughs> what What's like the kind of like the underlying theme of the movie? So the underlying theme of Hocus Pocus is... Be pure of heart. No, the underlying theme is like <laughs> no. growing up and maturing, right. right? I guess so. And it's and I guess it's a little bit finding true love. Uh-huh. Do we want to stay... I think growing up and losing innocence is certainly an idea, but I think it's more about... Like finding trusting your siblings. <laughs> I mean, that's something. Yeah. Or what if it's about um because it it does start with him moving across country and maybe it's because <laughs> I just moved across country. What it, what if the theme is all about home is actually where your where your friends like home can be anywhere. You know, it, it's not about a zip code. It's about the friends you have or something like that. Probably what we you know. Want. Yeah. Because we kind of gloss over the fact that he moved. Like he says at one point he misses his friends. Mm-hmm. But he makes new ones. Right. I I actually think you nailed it, Mike. I think that's kind of what this is missing. It's because I have no no friends here, Sam. And I miss you guys so much. miss your hugs and also (laughs) you too, Mike. I think we have our movie. Yeah. It's pretty solid. Let's let's send this episode to Disney and this is the this is the movie they will make. Awesome. Listen, if they use any part of this, we're suing their pants off and we will rename Disney World <laughs> Sam Lindsay and Mike's World and I get to rule over the Star Wars section and then you guys I can have the entire rest of it. Uh, the ride. I, I, I call Splash Mountain. That's the worst. That's my least favorite ride. I love Splash Mountain. Oh, I hate getting wet. So we can I, call I it Gash Mountain. Gash. No, that's oh. worse. That's bad. (laughs) We should not call it that. (laughs) So we have Tim Burton's Hocus Pocus with songs by Danny Elfman, written by Paul Feig, starring RJ Kyler, a.k.a. the Blue Power Ranger. Also Earl from Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. Priya Ferguson plays his sister. Dove Cameron is Allison. The voice of the cat is Tom Holland. The witches are Helena Bonham Carter, Janelle Monae, Rebel Wilson. Billy (laughs) is Aubrey Plaza. The bullies are Dylan and Cole Sprouse. The parents are Anthony Anderson and Amy Poehler. And the devil is Steve Martin with uh, Janine Garofalo. Sounds amazing. <laughs> I would watch that. I'm going to be so disappointed when they make the new one. I would I would watch this before I'd, I'd watch you know the what? original Hocus yeah, Pocus. I, I did not like this movie. <laughs> oh, oh. It's, it's just not it's just for you me. Know, you, you know, like nostalgia lenses. Like, because that wasn't a thing when you were a kid. So, like, you're not looking at it through right. the lens of whatever you know like oh i loved it because i was a kid when i watched it so it makes me feel good yeah that's how we felt about the goonies right yeah so Lindsay, where can people find you on the internet i'm on twitter at wins underscore whereas so it's w-i-n-z underscore w-e-r-a-s um i'm also on instagram as wins whereas no underscore um should i can i plug which would be the best place to follow you because of your awesome artwork art stuff uh can i like plug yes so i've got a i've also got a podcast with my friend mary um, it's called How Was Camp. So you can follow us on like Instagram at How Was Camp, uh, Facebook, How Was Camp, Twitter, How Was Camp. What's the podcast about? So, oh yeah, I guess I should say that. Uh, so the podcast How Was Camp is about just we get people to come in and they tell us their goofy camp stories. 
And it's a lot of fun. Like we'll tell a story and then our guests will tell a story. That's a fun idea. I have a lot of like day camp stories, but I'm assuming you're talking sleepaway camp. It can be any camping experience. It could be like day camp. It could be if you went camping with your friends, camping by yourself. I only ever did three weeks at sleepaway camp. Camp Pearlstein between sixth and seventh grade or fifth and sixth grade. If you have a story, we'd love to have you on. Yeah, I've got, I've certainly got camp stories. Yeah. Uh, What else can I plug? Uh, Jeez. Your your holiday business. What is this drawing houses uh, promotion you mentioned at the beginning? Every like every year on the holidays, I like drawing people's houses. So like I do them in like like six by six, just watercolor paintings. Uh, I really like looking at people's houses, so it's something I enjoy. Um, you can send me a picture of like just the front facing view of a house. Like it's a really great gift for somebody who just moved. Mike, it's a good <laughs> gift for anybody who just moved or really loves the look of the front of their house. <laughs> That's cool. Now, now you mentioned architecture earlier too. Like I know your work primarily as uh, just super whimsical, cartoony stuff. You also um, have an interest yeah, in architecture I, I mean, as well. Building houses then? or anything per se. I just really like looking at houses. Like I could just drive down the street and look at all the houses and see what I like about them. And every everyone's unique. Like out here, especially because I grew up in like. A- That's my favorite thing about LA because yeah. you and I are both from the Midwest, where was everything that, was yeah, kind like, of built around the same time, so everything company. kind of looks yeah. But in LA, there's so much yeah, there's right. so much cool architecture yeah, like in LA. I love it. Everybody can every like all the good houses everybody can afford to like make them custom, I guess. But yeah, just like walking around and like taking pictures and drawing. Yeah, oh, how can uh, people find you on Etsy? Etsy? Uh, my name is Lindsay Doodles. <laughs> <laughs> So if you type that in, that's my shop name. Perfect. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you for being a guest. This was super fun. I enjoyed this talk about Hocus Pocus. Mike, where are you on the yeah, internet? Yeah, I am on the internet everywhere at Off the Mic. I and Sam, am, where are you? Uh, on Twitter at my name, Sam Gash, S A M G A S C H. And all of you listening should take a time take the time to go on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to this and rate, review, subscribe, do all of that stuff. We're still a very new podcast, and all of that would really, really help us. I mean, we love that you're listening. Don't get us wrong. That's amazing. But hey, as long as you're listening, maybe uh, help us out a little. A little uh... Rate and review. Yeah, I've been pretty amazed at the number of downloads we've great. had so far. So please, I appreciate people sending me messages telling me that they like the show, but uh, tell everyone on iTunes. That would be pretty cool, too. Or what Apple Pi- Podcast, not iTunes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know the terminology. I'm a podcaster now. Thank you to Rebel Spies for the theme music. Next time, we'll be talking about Repo Man with Jimmy Doom. Yeah, thanks for having me Thank you so much, Lindsay. You're welcome. Thank you for coming out to Ideal Remake. I put a spell on you. Because you're mine.